Welcome to the Capital Integrative Health Podcast, a podcast dedicated to transforming the consciousness around what it means to be healthy and understanding the root causes of both disease and wellness. I am Dr. Andrew Wong, co-founder of Capital Integrative Health, an integrative practice committed to expanding access to holistic root cause medicine to the global community. Today, we are joined by Carrie Wilford. Carrie is a licensed massage therapist and an expert-level Johns Barnes My Fish Release practitioner who has been with CIH from the very beginning. Carrie has an additional background in personal training and yoga. She helps her clients with many conditions, including chronic pain, headaches, TMJ, fatigue, anxiety, and much more. We are excited to bring you a conversation today about how bodywork and integrating bodywork into your care plan can uplevel your wellness. All right. Welcome, Carrie, to the podcast, and great to have you on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes. And um, we want to first talk about how you got started with working at CIH. How did you kind of know about this place? And um, we know that you also know Liz Bear. How do you know Liz and everything? Yes. Liz and I worked together in a local spa, um, and she had this dream of creating a collaborative wellness center. And we worked together for a couple of years, and I believe she met you during that time. And when I met her, I, I knew right away that she's awesome. And then she told me about you. And I knew that from knowing her and her being awesome, I knew that you'd also be very <laughs> amazing, too. And that's been totally true. So it's great having you here for, you know, this has been about seven years now we've been here at CIT. Mm-hmm. So it's been, been pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. We've kind of moved from different places, now we've expanded here at um, Sangamore. Uh, tell us how you got into body work a bit. Uh, first of all, maybe what is bodywork for the listeners? Because I think bodywork can mean different things. Different people might think about massage, my fish release. We can get into that a bit more. But just what is bodywork and then how you got into it, I think. Sure. Bodywork is uh, just a hands-on technique. And it, it can mean massage or it can be more of a um, just t- tissue manipulation. Um, I specialize in myofascial release, um, the John Barnes approach. So that's a hands-on technique without any oils or lotions and... I um, take the tissue into a stretch or um, stretch or compression, so I'm pressing into the tissue for a sustained period of time. Okay, okay. And massage typically does use more oils and lotions, yes. you would say? Got mm-hmm. it, okay. Yes. And and how did you get into body work? And then specifically, how did you meet John Barnes and get into that specific subspecialty of MFR? Sure. So um, my background is in fitness and health. I taught health and physical education in a high school system for a couple of years. And I knew I didn't want to continue with that. So um, I had explored different areas of personal training. And um, I also um, did that for a couple of years. And my sister actually was the one that to get me into body work. She was also going to school at that time. She kept on talking about it. It was very intriguing to me. I've had a lifelong um, interest in and fitness and the body and nutrition, um, even as a teenager. So um, after a couple of years of practicing traditional massage techniques in a spa setting, I I was having my own aches and pains. And then um, the therapist that I would seek out help, um, he was trained in myofascial release and the John Barnes approach. And that was in Arizona, right? Mm-hmm, correct. And so... After my first couple of classes, I, I knew that this was it for me. This was uh, 
what I wanted to learn and what I wanted to give to people. If you don't mind me asking, what did you feel during that time you were recovering and healing on your own with that technique, with the practitioner helping you? Mm-hmm. You know, how was that different than, say, a traditional massage kind mm-hmm. of therapy? Yeah, it was quite different, actually. Um, it was more about um, maintaining alignment. Um, it helped me heal emotional pain. I was going through through some emotional um, issues at that time. And um, I had a lot of stress and anxiety and depression, as well as a lot, a lot of physical back pain just from the repetitive nature of my work. Got um, it. So it helped me free up a lot of tension. Yeah. And freeing up a lot of tension also, it sounds like from what hear you saying it it, it it frees up some bandwidth as well physically but also mentally emotionally spiritually yes yes that's a great way to put it the beautiful mm-hmm. aspect of, of this integrative modality called my release is that it's this combination of really the the body work but we also know that since the body and mind are connected and really mm-hmm. are synergistically united mm-hmm. you know there is there's a lot of um you know i think one of the, the quotes that i often um and i don't know who said this but um this idea of the issue is in the tissue mm-hmm. right and so moving that maybe you taught me that um <laughs> <laughs> i think it was way before my time <laughs> okay nothing is original right but so, <laughs> right. someone taught us this thing right so you know if if tissue gets stretched and and released and attention is released and the alignment is maintained then then a lot of times the issues in the tissues whether they be physical or mental emotional spiritual can can get more balanced is that is absolutely that pretty much and then our energy can flow smoothly like so wherever like mm-hmm. oh sorry go ahead wherever we're putting our intention we can put more of our energy that way versus trying to maintain the other states that we're in actually kind of reminds me of acupuncture a couple of mm-hmm. parallels there is that um, your sister kind of introduced you a bit to bought some body work and my sister also introduced me to acupuncture mm-hmm. and she took the acupuncture course before i did mm-hmm. so then i was like oh like, this is something really interesting she's like you got to do this you know and it was, it was amazing so um and then you know with acupuncture too there is this idea of, of stuck energy or stuck mm-hmm. chi and you know you have the acupuncture acupressure point that then can relieve that so it sounds like it may be are there any parallels or similarities there? Oh, yes, absolutely. We're looking for adhesions or restrictions, and it's the same. The energy can't flow through the body, where it, whether it's physical, mental, yeah. or emotional. Yeah. Uh, yeah, quite the same. Um, I kind of want to take a little bit of a forest view about body work for a second, mm-hmm. because right now we're in the COVID pandemic still. It is hopefully, you know, thankfully cases are declining, but there's still cases and everything. And we're wearing masks and we're also social distancing. And, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully people are um, being safe and, you know, staying healthy and, and not getting sick and stuff. But one of the things that I've noticed during the pandemic is that people have lost a sense of touch. Mm-hmm. People have lost a sense of like touching other people. Mm-hmm family, friends, you know, even, you know, neighbors, you know, people you might shake hands with normally, it's just like, you're going to say hi to them like that, right? So, so how important is touch to our overall health and well being? I think it's essential. Yes, uh, as humans, we need that. We need hugs, we need, we need community, we need um, just to be with one another. Right, right. And and even, you know, and, and I guess there's different, you know, there's like five or even maybe six senses, right? There's mm-hmm. more sense. But, you know, um, but of the senses, you know, touch is certainly, uh, at least in my opinion, one of the most important, if not the most important. Mm-hmm. J- just just from a visceral perspective to know that you're connected to others, that you're, you know, when you touch the ground, you're connected to the earth. Right. Whether your feet are connecting, your hands are connecting, when you touch someone else, it's like you're connecting with that person on a physical level, but also an energetic level. Mm, absolutely. I mean, look at babies. 
Like they have to be held and they have to yes. be nurtured in that way to, to grow. And I believe that, you know, we, we obviously grow and evolve as humans, but mm -hmm. certain primal aspects, certain basic aspects, I think, are continuing uh, or continual needs throughout life, including mm -hmm. the need to touch and be touched and to kind of feel that connection with mm -hmm. others. Absolutely. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Well, um, in terms of body work or other, other aspects of your professional life, what do you enjoy most about what you do? Uh, what I enjoy most is seeing the light return to people, you know, yeah. seeing them understanding that they're capable of healing themselves and um, culti cultivating that awareness within. Um, I'm just a facilitator. I, I help out, but the client on the table really does all the work. You know, they, they feel into their body. They feel the stuck areas. Um, and they come back home basically. Um, I really enjoy the watching people heal. And, and I know? want to take a deep dive in that because that's such an important statement mm -hmm. is, you know, in traditional healthcare, sort of this traditional medical model, it's mm -hmm. very external driven. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, you go to a doctor, you go to a pra any practitioner and they'll give you some external treatment to take and it's almost like a very passive mm -hmm. way of kind of healthcare, you know, which is needed for a lot of cases. I talked about this a bit with Liz too, mm -hmm. but you know, activating that innate wise healer inside, it sounds like is what is what body work and MFR mm -hmm. is doing, yes. which is amazing. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, How long does that take for people to, you know, activate uh, probably different um, time frames for different people? Absolutely. Everybody's completely unique, mm -hmm. depending on their story, you know, right. and the history they've had. And um, many people have been on this healing journey and have tried many, many different modalities. So they're very familiar or have healed pieces of the puzzle, but not the entire thing. And some people are brand new to healing, so they have to um, gain that trust within themselves. And, and it's not a linear road, it sounds oh, no. like, either. No, it's completely chaotic. Yeah, chaotic, <laughs> yeah. circular. And, and so the other thing is that patients may be a virtue here, right? Because if, if someone's having a chronic issue, chronic mm -hmm. illness, or chronic pain, um, and, you know, hopefully they understand that it's not a, a linear road. It's not like a very time limited, like you're going to be healed in X amount of time because it's really about their own body, mind and spirit. Right. And how long that takes them, which is sort of not totally predictable. Correct. Not totally correct? predictable. Okay. And once you start healing some other things, you know, it, it really is a puzzle in, in my mind. Um, some things influence others and we don't necessarily know where the connections lie you know i remember reading something about how the body is our best friend mm -hmm. you know it's like the body is telling us through symptoms right because when we think about traditional medicine let's say the symptoms are always you know let's suppress the symptoms let's let's actually not let them say their piece even though what they're actually trying to do is help us mm -hmm. So what is your view of symptoms as a whole and, and what, what, it, what are they saying to us? So if we can, if we can listen to, you know, the gentle symptoms, the tightness, the tension, maybe the pain before it becomes inflammation or before it becomes chronic or before something severe happens, ideally that's the best case scenario, you know, mm -hmm. um, catch it early, catch it early, okay. of course. Okay. Um, and it's always easier to be in a state of prevention 
versus mm-hmm. fighting off something chronic. So we'd rather listen to a whisper or someone <laughs> in conversation versus screaming. Absolutely. Is that what you say? Okay. And so what do we need to do You know, for that? We need to create a space to listen to our body, mm-hmm. you know, take mm-hmm. a walk or do some breathing or meditation practice. Yeah. And going back to the, the, the definition of body work, I mean, we could we can even say, let me know if this makes sense. But, you know, body work could be things that people do with a practitioner like yourself. Could it be also things they do with themselves, like at home? Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Um, myofascial self-care mm-hmm. um, just can be a lengthened stretch. So I think traditionally we've been taught, you know, stretch for 10 seconds or 30, 30 seconds. But mm-hmm. um the myofascial techniques, the the Barnes approach myofascial technique is to hold for 90 seconds to two minutes and beyond. So similar to yin yoga. Um, 90 seconds to two minutes, got that, it. Okay. That's when the start of the release actually happens. So okay. being okay. in a stretch, not the end range of a stretch, but um, just where we're starting to feel the stretch. And then as, as we soften and hold the stretch for a longer period of time then we can feel it deeper okay and then we can take the stretch further into the range of motion versus starting at end range so the end range would be what what time period um well we don't know if we get to end range okay i just i mean oh the um, start of the end range is like 90 seconds to two minutes no we don't we don't want to start at an end range we just want to start um at where we first begin to feel the stretch oh, and okay. hold that for a period of 90 seconds Got to it. two minutes for the, for the okay. releases to start happening. So, um, people can definitely take care of themselves by spending, spending a lengthened amount of time in, in stretches or using a foam roller or a ball with the same principle, just softening in versus forcing or pushing. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Just to go back to the, uh, the forest view a bit on, uh, on that, just in case listeners not sure mm-hmm. about this, uh, what is my official release and, and what is fascia? Let's just start, start with some basics there. Sure. Let's start with fascia. Fascia is, um, connective tissue. It's from the top of our head all the way to the bottom of our feet. I love um, that word, by the way. What? Fascia? It just sounds really cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. Um, it's a continuous con- continuous tissue. It's in between organs. It separates cells, but it's it's one it's one organ, basically. Throughout the whole body? Yes. Got it. Yes. Okay. Um, is there any part of the body where there's not fascia? No. No. Amazing. <laughs> And and um, and of course the skin is also on the whole body, but mm-hmm. but the skin and the fascia are, are different. Um, would you say? I wouldn't say. I think you can have adhesions all the way up to the to the epidermis. To the epidermis. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I know that a lot of people have skin issues, and a lot of people are, you know, wondering how they can have healthier skin. Would you say that helping the the the, the fascia is another way to potentially help skin health? If skin health is. Um, if the issues are being exacerbated by uh, lack of lymph flow or blood flow, um, I think that opening up the fascia can can, can be help helpful. With Got it. Skin. Great. And then, what is my fascia release? As as you know, a, a way to treat the fascia and fascia sure. dysfunction. My fascia release. Um, again, the Barnes approach is um, hands-on approach with no oil. Um, it's a sustained stretch or compression into the tissue. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I use 
90 second to two minutes at least to start the release. Um, we look for misalignment and try to achieve balance. Got it. And then let's, I think this is a good time, a good segue to talk about John Barnes, since this mm-hmm. is a very expert in the John Barnes approach. First of all, who is John Barnes? How did he come up with a specific um, MFR technique himself and mm-hmm. all of that? John Barnes is a physical therapist from Pennsylvania. He has two treatment centers, one in Malvern, Pennsylvania, and one in Sedona, Arizona. He's been doing this technique for, I believe, close to 50 years. Um he also discovered this through his own healing um, and recognized that compression in his injury made it feel better and changed the, changed the surface underneath the pressure. So he started with his own healing and then applied it to his practice. A lot of breakthroughs happen with personal experience, personal mm-hmm. healing, and mm-hmm. sounds like that's the case for John as well. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, um, and you as well, it sounds like mm-hmm. with, you know, getting involved in the FAR. So, um, so the fascia is really going up and down the whole body, the entire, like all the organs, et cetera. Um, how does my fascia release treat the whole body? And I guess one of the questions I have is if you treat one area, how does that affect other parts of the body or, or does it, or is it just more local in that situation? Um, I think it can be local, but I think it's rare that it would be just a local treatment versus, um, you know, if you're wearing a sweater, you, you can imagine a knit sweater and you're, mm-hmm. you're pulling on one aspect of it. It's yeah. going to change the the global perspective of all the tissue. Because and their, the fascia is and, communicating. Mm-hmm. It's like a network, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Got absolutely. it. Okay. Um, and yeah, I just remember that from, from acupuncture training is like it's sort of like if you one area of acupressure acupuncture it'll it'll kind of affect the entire mm-hmm. network in a way um you might you know someone might have pain in one area but um my understanding is you could have you know the root cause of it be there locally but it could also be somewhere distant and, and causing pain in that area mm-hmm. um that that may not be the same area that someone might feel exactly yes exactly and that's why we as therapists have to always look look holistically mm-hmm. Got it. And what conditions do you find my fish release to be helpful for? Although it seems like if it can treat the whole body, you know, there can be many, many conditions for mm-hmm. that. Absolutely. Back pain, neck pain, TMJ, even anxiety, um, depression, fatigue, um, any type of joint pain. Yeah. I mean, the fascia sounds like the one of the master, um, you know, organs of communication where mm-hmm. the, the arteries, the lymph, you know, flow, the, the nerves are there. So if, if that is dysfunctional, then then really any any system, any organ or any system would also be potentially dysfunctional. Yes, exactly. It really affects everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you said, I mean, the, the things that are more intuitive, things like sciatica and neck pain and back pain and headaches, and that kind of makes sense from a very visceral physical level. But then these other issues like... Um, uh, anxiety or depression and emotional issues, it sounds like that that also can be affected by by the myofascial release. Um, do we think it's from more of an energetic um, unblocking or is there some other mechanism there? Um, yes, if, if emotions aren't fully processed and mm-hmm. we're still holding on to that stress, myofascial release can provide a, an, a way out of that. How long are the sessions usually with, with clients? Um, typically 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. I occasionally do 90-minute sessions. 60 to 90 mm-hmm. minutes. Okay. And then is there anything, because um, I know with 
a lot of treatments, it's sort of like people just kind of show up, you know, they get on the table, you know, you treat them, let's say. Is there anything they need, people need to do to prepare for a session, an MFR session? Um, it's always best to um, be in a good mindset. Okay. You know, taking yeah. a few breaths, slowing down. Um, it takes a little bit longer to get in the treatment if someone is still still working in their mind or okay. or still um, in traffic. So put the briefcase down, put the other issues down, mm-hmm. put put any sort of um, you know stressful situations, just kind of let it go, release, mm-hmm. put it in the backpack, set it down, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Got it. So um, I always start off with doing a couple breaths anyways and, and letting mm-hmm. people come, come into the room and then come into their body and then settle yeah. into the table. Anyways, yeah. 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 I mean, traffic can be very disturbing to the uh, nervous system, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Especially in the DC area, right? Yeah. It's never ending. Yes. Uh, and then um, how do you find unreleased emotions or trauma showing up in your work with clients? This is a really important mm-hmm. point here. You know, as humans, I think um, we're all subjected to trauma. You know, it's just a part of life. So it, mm-hmm. it shows up all the time. It, it's not always... Um, massive or violent type of trauma but um i mean we're living through a global pandemic so it's present every session Mm -hmm. um and so um yeah and i guess i guess the other question is that you know a lot of people are very uh, vociferous, they're very expressive about their emotions, they like to talk it out. Other people are not. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering, you know, in terms of, you know, trauma or unreleased emotions, is it better to to talk it out, to express it with people, whether it's a friend, a therapist, or is it better, you know, some people actually hold it in sure. and try to process it internally. Have you found one way to be better than another? It's kind of depend on the person. I think it's completely unique to the person. Yeah. Whatever is, whatever the need is in the moment, mm-hmm. you know. I think um, we all have different ways of processing it. As long as it yeah. can be effective and it can actually be processed. Oh, it absolutely. sounds like got it. Yes, okay. yes. We don't want to let it just sit there. No. Either way. No, got because it. that's what contributes to the stress and right, anxiety right, and depression. Right. So if people do it externally or internally, as long as they're processing it, there's you know some value in that mm-hmm. in terms of healing. Yes, absolutely. Got it. Um, and then, um, and then obviously, you know, after a session, then uh, well, I think some people may ask this: is you know, is there a certain number of sessions that you would recommend for someone as a series, or it kind of depends on each person, each situation? It's very a, like a very basic um, principle of giving myofascial release three to five sessions, but okay. I, I think that that's very general you know it depends Mm -hmm. on what's going on completely okay and and you know we are at an integrative center here and um amazing to have you here um working alongside uh how do you see body work overall you know integrating with with healthcare in general and you know how you know fitting in there i think it's a a crucial part of healthcare. yes Um, agree i think um body work can create awareness within our own bodies and awareness to what is really going on and that's empowering mm-hmm. you know it can be used to empower people and that's what that's what's extremely helpful for people to heal these chronic conditions mm-hmm. as the empowerment within yeah i feel like there's something that is uh very epidemic nowadays and probably throughout most of uh recorded human history which is the overthinking syndrome mm-hmm. you know where we have these thoughts and emotions that tend to 
often dominators to our lives. So, you know, getting back into the body is actually something that's very real, very solid in a way. Absolutely. Very grounding. You grounding know? and centering. Yeah. And yeah. finding ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a great treatment for anxiety, for sure. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, a lot of us do have these kind of thoughts. And I read somewhere that there's 60,000 thoughts floating through our head every day. Yeah. And how many you know? of them are the same ones over and over? Exactly. It's a, it's a very yeah. high percentage. So yeah. I find that. Um, it's a great point. You no, know, again, with the with um, grounding um, and reducing anxiety is just we want to remember to stay in the present moment and that, you know, we're okay okay in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than looking to the past or the future and that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And then is there anything people can do at home to take care of their bodies, some sort of self-care for my fish release? Oh yes, absolutely. Well, again, with the breath work, I think that's very important. Um, Doing some gentle stretches, Mm -hmm. um, taking their time in each stretch and taking time to breathe in each stretch, listening into the body and feeling what's tight, uh, never forcing the body to go into a deeper stretch than what feels right. Are there any specific stretches that you recommend for, say, neck or back pain, or is it kind of more, you know, people kind of feel intuitively what they might uh, be, you know, having a, having a stretch created from their movements? You know, are there specific things? I think that's a great idea. Stretch created by movement. And okay. um, again, with going really slow into it and slowing down and breathing into it. And wherever um, the tightness starts to speak up, yeah. just holding, holding that. So maybe dancing it out, you're saying. Dancing it out is always <laughs> great. <laughs> slow dance or a, a pop music either way. Yeah. Or um, there's on. a technique called rebounding or jiggling. Ah, okay. Um, moving to, to rhythm. So jiggling isn't just for jello then? It's not. Okay, good. <laughs> That's good. I knew I was going to throw that in there, right? You knew that? Um, so jiggling, l- let's talk about jiggling or rebounding. Um, what's the difference there and, and what does that mean exactly? Uh, the difference between each other? Between uh, yeah, jiggling rebounding and rebounding? And, yes, yes. Um, I wouldn't differentiate between them. <laughs> okay, great. So they're moving the fascia essentially. Yeah, so you're creating a, a bounce in the joints. Um, you can do it with music to, again, take take our mind out of that. My mind was going to some bouncy music there. Yes. With the rebounding. (laughs) You can use bouncy music. You can use whatever music you like, but, um, so we can center ourselves and again, listen to our body and create, um, a bounce in the joints. So rebounding is using a trampoline or something else. Um, You can, but you can just also just do it on the floor. Okay. So like jumping. Sure. (laughs) What other things? It doesn't have to to be. be so, um, it can just be very small movements. It doesn't it. have to be jumping. Okay, so like micro movements and, yes. and jiggling. Got it. Yes, okay. and it also it depends on what the person is feeling, and then likely those movements will change direction and intensity. So maybe mm-hmm. if we start jumping, then it'll go into a, more of a, a softer movement and or I vice like- versa. I like jiggling too because um, it, it's very. I think it's like the kind of the ragdoll thing where you're mm-hmm. kind of like doing all this with your hands mm-hmm. and your head and like let everything f- kind of release a bit, mm-hmm. shaking um, it out, shaking it out, and yeah, a letting bit. the lymph move too, mm. which is extremely important, especially mm-hmm. now when we're in this pandemic too, mm-hmm. because as you know, our lymph is the detoxification mm-hmm. system, and uh, sedentary lifestyles don't allow 
our bodies to detox. So for those who are listening out there who are working or, you know, they're at their desk, whether it's sitting or standing, in a way we know that, you know, standing can be helpful or like kind of um, alternating between, between sitting and standing. But then we also know if we're just in one position, even if it is standing for a long period of time, then that's not really great for the lymph node, right. lymph system either. Right. The lymph system moves with manipulation, which would be a very light massage or, or um, skin brushing or um, movement. Movement. Okay. Mm-hmm. So jiggle during your Zoom meetings, everyone, right? That's right. Basically, okay. Yeah, get Good. everybody to jiggle. Yeah, during yeah. the Zoom meetings. During the Zoom meetings, <laughs> okay, all right. We'll definitely uh, work on that. Well, we can talk about some closing questions here. Um, sure. uh, do you have a morning routine, and if so, if you don't mind sharing what that is for oh, the sure. listeners? Uh, yes, I do have a morning routine, and it's 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 essential to my well being. I truly believe that. Um, I write down my gratitudes for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I focus on my intentions for the day. I do some breath work, um, nothing too complicated, just uh, just mindful breathing. Um, and I walk for 30 to 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Any shaking or jiggling there? Or uh, like I, that? I don't have that included in the moment, mm-hmm. actually. So getting off the right foot and then maybe after that, the right fascia could be helpful. <laughs> 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 not planned, not planned. It's just part of the... Uh, part of the conversation yeah um yeah i think that that's great a morning routine is really great i've been doing this miracle morning mm-hmm. routine for like over 500 days now it's really great wow fantastic um, you know, i'm doing some jiggling with it you know mm-hmm. i'm trying to um, incorporate some of that definitely some movement mm-hmm. yeah and walking is great and getting outside you know we, we're really mm-hmm. meant to be outside get the fresh air and things like that yes, it's, see it's the sun so you know all that stuff yeah so, connect with nature connect with nature mm-hmm. i do like to incorporate jiggling between my my clients mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. move a little bit if I've mm-hmm. been in a position for the same time. And in terms of the, the energy that we get through the whole body, including the fascia, we know that there's this concept that is very revolutionary sounding, but it's also very basic called earthing. Mm-hmm. The idea of connecting the earth with our bare feet or with cotton socks or something like that, also called grounding. How do you feel about earthing or grounding and how important that is? I think it's really important. To the fascia and beyond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just our connection, which yeah. you know, I'm sure our fascia appreciates. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and, um, and do you feel like we're getting enough of that nowadays, um, like earthing or grounding? I guess some people might be. Some people might be gardening, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think that there's a lot of people doing more of that type of work or appreciating um, fresh fruits and things like that. But that's different than, you know, sitting or getting our feet into the earth. Yeah. Um, yeah. Likely, we're not getting enough of that. Yeah. You know, we have busy lives at this point, so. So we're just kind of to bite the bullet in the fall and winter and uh, get those bare feet out there on the cold, <laughs> cold ground or, or, you know, they do have the earthing mats and things like that. Oh, yeah. You can do it indoors. Yeah. Might try that out. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, so what book or podcast besides this? Yeah, each podcast, of course, <laughs> are you enjoying the most right now? Um, I really enjoy Ancestral Knowledge. Have you checked that one out? Love that. Yeah, yeah. we're going to try to get them on the podcast very oh, soon actually honestly yeah yeah um, I, I listen to that one weekly i do like the doctor's pharmacy doctor dr hyman yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's a great one um jonathan faust yeah yeah um he's local but um he's local, and yeah. he's fabulous um he has a podcast or he has a podcast okay mm-hmm. okay good i'll check mm-hmm. it out yeah um i like to listen to one called song exploder uh, not health related, okay. but uh, I, I like to listen to the creative process of things. I feel mm-hmm. like it also helps me in my work, listen to other people's mm-hmm. creative way. Mm-hmm. Song e- Exploder? Mm-hmm. It sounds like something you would do with jiggling, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a podcast it about um, how songs are created. Okay. So they spe- 
they pick a specific artist or song and then they um they go like track by track and discuss what inspired them oh, okay. and uh what they were thinking when they when they included specific tracks to cool what kind of music do you like or do you do you play music yourself um i don't really play music i learned to play violin um recently within the last five years um I wouldn't claim to be a musician. Well, all. you're clearly a violinist <laughs> playing it for five years. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, I listen to all types of music. Yeah, 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 that's great. And what do you do every day to cultivate joy, which we know is really important for the fascia of the whole body as mm -hmm. well? Speaking of music, um, I I listen to music um, purposefully. Your tracks day. are great in the, in the <laughs> clinic here. And um, yes. anything that you um, recommend, maybe any artist or anything off the top of your head that, that may cultivate that stillness, that inner wisdom, that, that deep, deeper level of uh, grounding or healing? Hmm. Any of your favorites? Tracks? Uh, well, artists or tracks or whatever. Artists what, or what, tracks. What not? Um, if I'm needing grounding, I usually tend to go to um, drumming. Yeah. Or um, I do like tracks by Deva Pramal or Wah, um, but it it doesn't it doesn't have to be that style of music. That's more like um, Kirtan. Um, okay. Trevor Hall. Great. Uh, we'll have to get the spelling of that later and okay. put it on there. <laughs> thank you. And mm -hmm. um, and so, Carrie, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. It's been an amazing conversation. Lots of fun, too. We talked about your cat some and certainly <laughs> my fish release and, and overall health related to, to body work. How can listeners learn more about you and work with you? Um, I do have a website. It's myofascialreleasedmv.com. Okay. Um, and you can email me via the website or just my email here at CIH. Mm -hmm. It's kwilford at cih.org. Okay, so your email, myfishreleasedmv.com, mm -hmm. right? Okay, great. Well, Carrie's an amazing healer, my facial therapist, highly recommend her. Thank you. Thank you so much, Carrie, for being on today. Thank you, Dr. Wong. And thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. And if you enjoy this conversation, please take a moment to leave us a review. It helps our podcast to reach more listeners. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss our next conversations. And thank you so much for being here and spending your valuable time with us today.